Hey, and welcome back to the Botanical Creative, and today I'm joined by Ellie Jane. Hello. And I hear you've been on a bit of a creative journey. Um, yes, up out at in the our garden. Family farm. Yeah, up at our family farm, and you've been sort of looking for some art inspiration, and we're going to talk about, um, you know, using nature and finding inspiration from it to create art, or, or I guess in another sense as well, what sparks your interest to create something when you you're out and about so do you want to tell us what you were miranding what's the word that i'm trying to say (laughs) meandering thank you yeah in the garden um and what you discovered yes what did i discover many plants um so it's just amazing to see at this time of year obviously it's spring but just how many plants are out um so i just you know enjoying the the recent sunny weather going out and picking out subjects for um, a lino print design that I've mm. been been working on. Um, so I was just, I guess, picking out flowers that are kind of easier to draw. I um, wasn't looking for anything <laughs> too complex, but just, you know, looking out for, for different shapes and that kind of thing, like you've got your tulips out at the moment, um, your daffodils, uh, what else did I find? Bluebells as well. Mm. Um, incorporating all those into a little spring flower design Um, but I guess the main thing when you're looking for subjects in the garden is the different shapes of the flowers like you've got the the more bell-shaped ones of the the tulips obviously the bluebells Mm. as well Um, there are a few um, was it a boutillon is it the Chinese bell flower yeah Um, or the lantern Drawing, drawing on those for um, just rough sketches. Um, so did you go into the garden knowing what style of flower you were hunting for this lino print or was it something that you had an idea or a concept in your head of roughly what you wanted to achieve with this lino print but you didn't know what your subject was? Um, it was kind of just spur of the moment so I didn't really have a plan in mind. Um, I was just looking for, because it's kind of like a rectangle lino that I've got so I was trying to look for different sizes so it wasn't all Mm. just big flowers taking up the space kind of got to create a bit of balance so you know you've got a big flower one main big flower and then you've got a few smaller ones to fill in the space around it and then medium-sized ones it kind of creates um, a bit of harmony with all those different shapes so um, Mm. and obviously just what's out out in the garden Um, Mm. I've always loved tulips um, just because they're all so different and the, and the different colours as well. So that was the main yeah. subject. And then just using some of the daffodils as well um, and just mm. popping in the, the smaller bluebells, that kind of thing. So I, was, I think it was just the shapes and maybe the angles of the flowers, the shapes of the petals as well, mm. keeping an eye out for with, those. Because with lino print, it's not so much about the colour, is it? It is all no. about the formation and the, and yeah. the shapes, like you said, that you're getting. So once you've collected those flowers, are you then laying them down on on a table and arranging them as to how you want your lino print to reflect that? Or are you taking an image of them individually and then just trying to sketch it into some sort of concept? Or so how what, do you go about it? Yeah, so what, I mean, obviously a photo is a, a good reference point and it's good if, you know, you don't have the chance to, to draw it then and there. But because mm. it was, you know, sunny outside um, to enjoy the weather, I took my sketchbook and some tracing paper around. Um, hmm. And what I did was draw each flower on the tracing paper. And then once I'd got that 
you know, basic concept of each individual flower, not the whole mm. picture, then I could um, arrange that on the actual paper or the final piece, the lino, and, you know, mm. move the flowers around using the tracing paper kind of thing. So then I could later think about how I kind of wanted to place the flowers based on their shape, um, their size, and that kind of thing. Hmm. Quite technical. (laughs) Yeah, so I just find that an easy way so you're not, like, sitting there, you know, wondering, oh, should I do this, should I do that? You have time to think about it once you've kind of Mm. gathered all your your subjects for your piece. Hmm. And when you're doing watercolour, is it the same thing? You're sort of looking for the shapes or are you more interested in the colour? I Um, imagine it would obviously be the colour, but... Yeah, it's a bit of both because, I mean, with your own artworks, I guess obviously it's mainly having the outline but with your own works you can have a bit of creative license so I mean it doesn't have to be an exact replica but obviously mm. the colours you draw on that for inspiration as well um, whereas mm. lino print you're more looking for obviously the shape and then you're creating your textures with um, the shapes that you carve into that so you know for your petals you'd be doing lines to show that um, like the I don't know what you call them the, kind of like the veins on the on the petals so you'd be mm-hmm. doing lines for that, whereas in watercolour, obviously, you can show that with the different colours that you use in the layers as well. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's cool. all these little hidden tricks and tips on how to best find a nice subject for, you know, so, sort of a new creation. Yeah. Um, I mean, the garden is the, the best place to start because you've got all different, obviously, all different flowers, but it depends on your garden, but you got, mm. you know smaller larger shaped petals and and different shaped ones ones with like love heart shapes that kind of thing um but Mm. i think when you're starting out the main thing is to kind of simplify the subject so you know rather than looking at it as a whole thing like breaking it down like you know what kind of shape is the the petals is it like a heart shaped Mm. as a circle or don't make it too challenging to start off with yeah exactly (laughs) and kind of putting it together from those basic concepts Mm. And that's definitely what I did because I did a, a lino print this mm, week. And because um, Ellie Jane very kindly gifted me some lino accessories or tools. Oh, you gave it a and, go. Yeah, I gave it a go. And um, I used a eucalyptus sort of weeping branch as my inspiration because it's simple shapes and I can learn how to use the tools and things yeah. like that. But I managed to stab one of the tools into my thumb. Oh, that's such a good And I had to pull it back out. So now I've got a massive split. In my thumbs, which is really painful. <laughs> yes, um, definitely don't recommend doing that. <laughs> no, I think it's because my tools were too blunt. Um, so I know you were saying that you can actually get sharpening tools. For yeah. It. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the equipment that you need? Um, yeah. To to do that. So it's um you can buy it um obviously online um like mm. a sharpening set and I ha- it's like a. I don't know what wood it's made of, but it's like a wood piece. Um, mm. It's got this, like, coating over it. Um, mm. kind of feels a bit like sandpaper. Um, and then okay. it's got the shape, like a triangle one, obviously, for your, your V-shaped tools, and then it's got round ones for yeah. your curve-shaped ones. Um, and then you rub a bit of, like, it's kind of like wax um, over the, the wood, and then mm. you um, pull your, um, your tool along it. And you just sharpen it. Yeah, it's hard to kind of describe it without like a a video, but you pull it along Mm. and then that sharpens your tools. That's how you kind of 
keep them. How how often do you sharpen yours? Because I've only ever used that tool set once before, and they, considering it went straight into my thumb, yeah. they, they're sharp, right? But, <laughs> but not sharp on against the, <laughs> against the lino. Well, it was it was it was in there. I had to pull. Yeah. Oh, um. But no, the but on the lino, it was like incredibly blunt. So I don't know if it's because of the angle I'm holding the tool at or if it was because the tools weren't sharp enough. Yeah. So how many times have you used them? Just the one time? That's twice now. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. I think it also depends on the quality of your tools as well. Um, Yeah, they're cheap. They're cheap and nasty. (laughs) Yeah. So in that case, you might want to try and sharpen them um, even just a little bit after each use or each heavy Mm. use, like consistent. Um, Mm. Yeah, because I found that with my tools that I have the same as yours. Uh, I think mm. those ones require more regular cardi- um, sharpening. Ca- like sharpening. So yeah. what would be um, like classified as a good brand of uh, lino carving tools? Um, so there's a Swiss brand. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. I'm just looking it up. It's. I'm pretty sure it's similar to... It sound, ironically, it sounds very similar to... Pfizer. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be feel. P F E I L. It's spelled similar. Yeah. yeah, I mean they are a lot pricier. So if you're kind of investing in in your mm. artworks and, and your tools, then those are the ones to go for. They're more top of the line. Yeah. Average yeah. price from when I looked at them, I think is around about for one tool you're looking at maybe thirty bucks or so. But for yep. a set, it's like over a hundred and fifty to hundred and sixty. But it's worth the money if you're doing it enough. Yeah, and um, they are very comfortable and very sharp. Mm, that would that would go right through the other side of my thumb if I yeah, use that. That's not good. <laughs> I definitely don't want to do that. But how no. did it um, turn out anyway? Your, um, your piece? Well, I haven't had the opportunity to actually print it mm. um, as of yet. So I'm interested to see how it comes out. But the intention of the piece I did was that the leaves would be obviously the print and then the veining has been carved out. So hopefully that would be the white paper. Um, so it'd be interesting to see the type of detail that will come out the one that I've done before was a Japanese maple leaf and that came out really really nice yeah I do Um, remember that one it was it was really good yeah and I'll have to put some photos up of it but um, no so I haven't had the opportunity to print it yet um, but I don't really have the correct paper to put it on and I know we talked a lot about paper a few episodes ago um, but we were talking about getting some paper from Japan, um, which is sort of what I'm thinking maybe I should print it on too. So if you've got any recommendations, please throw them my way. Yes. I know. I'm meaning you, Ella Jane. You're the paper expert here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will send them your way. <laughs> but what, what yeah. kind of made you choose the, the gum leaf? Was it just kind of the simplicity of the shape or? Yeah, simplicity, because I haven't used that type of lino before. It's the green with the blue. Um, I've done it on that white rubber um, before. But no, I I didn't know how easy it was going to carve. But also, it's been a really long time since I've painted or drawn. So I wanted to start off with baby steps. Um, And to be honest, I was starting to look through my archive of photos. And because I've got, you know, like six terabytes of (laughs) photos... I sort of got bored of looking, so I was like, this one will do. So that's why I picked that one. Yeah, that's kind of the trap when you take so many photos. It's hard to pick out one, which is why it's nice to kind of just walk outside and um, just kind of mm. pick something that you see. Yeah, definitely. And that's what I did with the maple. I actually went out and grabbed the leaves and okay. sat them down and did a bit of a trace as well. So that way I could get the shape as true to the 
subject as possible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, photos are a good reference, but I think relying on them solely is, you know, not always yeah. the best way to go. But Yeah, and a, like a photo, um, sort of like what we were talking about last week, you know, it's a, it's a moment in time, but sometimes a photo isn't a true representation of the exact angles or the shapes as well depending yeah. on your lenses and things like that so you're actually going out and grabbing that subject you can get it a little bit more spot on yeah that's something i found in the garden is you know not just looking at it one particular way but also you know trying to get a different angle on the on the flowers mm. um, and i think that's the hardest thing almost doing a side profile of a plant than front on can be more difficult especially with certain shaped flowers trying to get that appearance of something that might be like you said bell shaped from the side and putting that into a liner how do you get that same yeah. sort of dimension into a liner oh, it's interesting to see and you'll have to um post some photos of of your piece oh i will once i get around to actually printing it <laughs> yeah <laughs> you have to keep it's always posted. hard but because i don't get a lot of free time sadly so it's hard to get the time to do it but um but no it was a lot of fun took a few hours to do because I made it so big that I had no choice but to carve out the background. Yeah. yeah. So I was sitting there for like two hours trying to get the background out of the, the lino. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that's the, the trickiest part, most time continuing. Mm. Yeah, it takes a long time. But I think also I definitely was going too deep into the lino because I think I was almost coming uh -huh. out the other side. So I was definitely oh, cutting, don't it do that. Much, <laughs> I was cutting it too much of on, on an angle. So I think I've done it. A little bit too um, aggressively. Yeah, sometimes it you got to just carve it really shallow, and you can always gouge out more if you need. I was doing it shallow though, but it sort of left like little mountain ranges that I felt like was still <laughs> going to get ink on them. Yeah, and then I was going to have all these like lines in my prints. That's like I think that's a great thing carving. about lino printing though. That you know, if you even if you're trying out trying to carve out the the whole background, if even if you do get ink on those those bits um mm. and it prints out then it kind of creates a bit of you know interest a bit of character to your piece mm. yeah true it gives it more of an organic look which is what i think a lino printing is about it's not about um like obviously you do it on repeat mm. but you're not doing it on repeat to get a perfect image no and that's um, you're not there to get unique, straight then. lines yeah every piece even though it's the same image is different yeah the ink will um, print differently every single time. So, um, and that's why I find it like I I personally like to invest in actual proper hand painted art than digital print more often than not because it is that more of a unique piece. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's very interesting. Well, keep us posted on on your your pieces. We look forward to yeah, it, to seeing it. Uh, maybe on your Instagram. <laughs> It'll be no masterpiece, that's for sure. <laughs> but that's the beauty with art, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, that's true, and it's the same with the garden, there's no rules. Exactly. Well, I think we've hit our mark for this week, and we'll be definitely back next week. Um, and Ellie Jane doesn't know, but she was dropping out a little bit from time to time, but we got the gist of what you were saying, so it was all good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but yes, thanks for joining us this week, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, and um, yeah, send us through any images of your art pieces or your garden as we would always like to see them. Yes, and until definitely. next time, we'll see you then. Alrighty, Bye. see ya.